What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The Outpost and The Trial of the Chicago 7. But first, let's talk about the movie The Outpost. Here's a quick synopsis. A tight-knit group of U.S. soldiers are stationed in a small outpost in Afghanistan and are constantly warned of an upcoming attack that they don't take seriously until the Taliban arrives and things quickly escalate into a massive battle. This is one of 2020's surprisingly good movies. Like, this is a modern war film that really holds up against other classic and a lot of that has to do with the cast. So let's start with Scott Eastwood. He is really good in this film and proves he's a compelling leading man. I've only seen him as a supporting actor in movies like Fury with Shia LaBeouf and Suicide Squad, two films that were directed by David Ayer. But in this, he really is the leading character and he's interesting. Like He's kind of like a wild card. He plays by the rules, but when he sees that things are changing, he plays by his own set of rules. He also has the tough and gritty nature of his father, Clint Eastwood, like he's not going to be Clint Eastwood but I can see why people continue to cast Scott Eastwood in their movies because if he can be a quarter as interesting as Clint Eastwood he's a movie star and that's what I think Scott Eastwood could become he could become a movie star because he's got some Clint Eastwood in him also in this film you have Caleb Landry Jones who I've loved since I first saw him in X-Men First Class and since then he's been on quite a run appearing in Oscar movies like Get Out The Florida Project and Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. He also appeared in Jim Jarmusch's zombie movie The Dead Don't Die. All these movies are directed by top-notch filmmakers. Jordan Peele directed Get Out. Martin McDonough directed Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And Sean Baker directed The Florida Project. So that is the key to Caleb Landry Jones's career. He is one of the best supporting actors working today because he is working with top-notch filmmakers in interesting films. He does need to be the lead and in this film The Outpost he gives his absolute best performance of his career. He's kind of the mysterious character of the film like you don't quite understand his motivation. He doesn't quite like the brotherhood of being in the military. He's kind of an outcast but for some reason he wants to be part of the fight like he is a compelling character and he's really what makes this movie fascinating and he doesn't get quite a lot of credit for being in all those good movies like nobody talks about Caleb Landry Jones when they talk about Get Out or Free Billboards of Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's cool for him to be in a flashier role in a film like The Outpost where I think he will get the credit he deserves for being one of the best supporting actors working today. And then there's the big movie star who appeared in this film. That's right. Orlando Bloom is in this movie and I think the career of Orlando Bloom is fascinating. He's been a movie star from the get-go starring in franchises like Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean and he also starred in epic films like Black Hawk Down in Troy and now he's in the indie part of his career he was in the movie Digging for Fire which was directed by Joe Swanberg and Joe Swanberg's TV series Easy. He's really good in this film and it's a supporting performance and Orlando Bloom is only in about the first half hour of this film but I think it's one of the better performances of his career and I think Orlando Bloom is becoming quite a good actor. He's no longer just a movie star. He's becoming a very good actor. And a role like this makes me wonder, is Orlando Bloom now going to be like an indie movie star guy, 
or is he going to go back to those blockbuster roles? Like, I think it would be compelling for him to do both of those things because I think he's quite good at both of those things. I think this movie, The Outpost, is a visceral experience. It shows the audience the horror of battle. Director Rod Laurie made a gritty war film that's entertaining about events that could have been avoided. That's what I thought this entire time when I was watching this film. If any of these soldiers had listened to the warning signs around them, this conflict could have been avoided. I think this movie is interesting because it's about no matter how prepared you are for war, it can still be unexpected if you don't take it seriously. Like a lot of the people in this movie take the idea of this upcoming battle lightly. And again, they call this guy who's warning them. They're saying that you're the boy who cried wolf like this battle is never going to happen and then when it does it's the most unexpected and grueling thing about these people's lives i think this movie unlike other recent war films puts you into the mindset of the soldiers like there are periods in this film where they all think they're going to go home and then it continues to be postponed until eventually that epic battle does come to their doorsteps i mean this could have been avoided if they had been prepared or if they had rightfully been sent home a lot earlier. I also think for a small indie film like The Outpost, the war scenes, the battle scenes themselves feel epic and on a grand scale. This movie overall gave me exactly what I wanted from a war film. It puts me into that experience, what that experience would be like, how grueling it would be, and it puts you into the mindsets of the soldiers, and it gives you three very good, compelling performances from Scott Eastwood, Caleb Landry Jones, and Orlando Bloom, especially the relationship between the Scott Eastwood character and Caleb Landry Jones's character. I mean, the Scott Eastwood character is all about brotherhood, and he thinks it's the experience that makes this worth being a part of, and the Caleb Landry Jones character is not quite buying into that. He thinks it's about beating the bad guys and protecting his family. At the beginning of the film, the Scott Eastwood character is asked if he would ever call home, and he said, I'm not calling home until this experience is over. It's not just the epic battle that makes the outpost worth a watch. It's its compelling characters, so I definitely recommend you check out the outpost. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Here's a quick synopsis. In 1969, eight men are put on trial for protesting the Vietnam War and for allegedly inciting a riot in the streets of Chicago. The trial itself went on to become one of the most controversial and historical trials in American history. This is the movie that everyone is talking about, the latest film from Aaron Sorkin, and I pretty much, for the most part, love this movie. I think it's at least a top-free film so far in 2020 and here are the reasons why. First off, I want to say this. I'm a big fan of Eddie Redmayne. I don't quite understand why he's such a polarizing figure. He's been brilliant in movies like My Week with Marilyn, The Theory of Everything, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. In And then in this, he does an incredible American accent as Thomas Hayden. I think he gives one of the two best performances in this film. I'll get to the other performance that I thought was really compelling about this film, but Eddie Redmayne, is he has an Oscar for a reason. I think he's got this aw shucks movie persona that I'm really into at this point in time. I think he's one of the best movie stars working today, and what he does in this 
this movie is the movie star performance. He is the movie star of this movie. He gives the absolute best movie star performance in this film. And I would not be mad. In fact, I'm rooting for him to get another Oscar nomination for his performance in this film. I'm a fan of Eddie Redmayne, and I think you should be too. He's one of the best actors working today. He's different than those other British actors of his time. He feels different than Benedict Cumberbatch. He feels different than Michael Fassbender. He's just got a different style, and I like that style of acting. The other performance in this film that blew me away that everyone's talking about comes from Sasha Baron Cohen. He gives the best performance of his career, and he reminds us he's not only a comedic talent, but he's also a fine actor who's been good in other movies like Hugo, Sweeney Todd, and Les Mis, and I think what's powerful about this performance is he's funny in this movie, but he's also effectively dramatic as Abby Hoffman. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets an Oscar nom for this performance. In fact, I think it's going to happen. I think this is the year of Sasha Barrett Cohen. He's got this performance, and then he's got Borat 2 coming out later this week. I would predict right now, Sasha Barrett Cohen is going to bring home an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for this performance in The Trial of the Chicago 7. And also in this film is Mark Rylance. And since he's won an Oscar for Bridge of Spies, Mark Rylance has been a consistent presence in really good movies. My personal favorites include Dunkirk and Ready Player One. Just look at the filmmakers Mark Rylance has worked with. He's worked with Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, and now Aaron Sorkin. This guy is a master actor, and now everyone realizes it. It's so interesting that the peak of this man's career is happening, and he's already in his 60s. This is one great performance in the trial of the Chicago 7. I don't think it's as showy as the Eddie Redmayne performance or the Sasha Barra Cohen performance, but I think it's a performance worth watching. And you can't talk about this film, The Trial of the Chicago 7, without talking about Yahya abdul who is having a moment. He won an Emmy for Watchmen. He's great in this film, and he is set to appear in major blockbuster franchises such as Aquaman 2, the fourth Matrix film, and the Mad Max Fury Road prequel about Furiosa, and also the horror film Candyman. Hollywood has decided that Yahya Abdul-Mateen is the next big movie star, and I'm in agreement. In this film, he plays the leader of the Black Panthers, Bobby Seale, who is treated unfairly in this trial and not like a human being at all. It's such a great performance by Yahya Abdul-Mateen. I wouldn't be surprised if he also got an Oscar nomination for this performance. Know the name now because you will be seeing a lot more of Yahya Abdul-Mateen down the line. And here's the rest of the star-studded supporting cast of this film. You have Joseph Gordon-Levitt who gave a great leading performance earlier this year in 7500. His return to acting has been quite good this year. I mean, you've got that performance, and he's really good in The Trial of the Chicago 7. You also have Jeremy Strong from Succession. I mean, this guy is the comedic relief of this film. Then you have Frank Langella, who plays an evil, over-the-top judge. You have John Carroll Lynch, who's been in films like Fargo, Zodiac, and Crazy Stupid Love. Kelvin Harrison Jr. is in this movie, and he's been brilliant in films like Waves and loose and rounding out the cast is Michael Keaton who's the second half of his career has been great it's basically happened since he appeared in Adam McKay's film the other guys I mean since then he's appeared in Oscar films like Birdman and Spotlight he's 
been in The Founder, which was a really good film about McDonald's. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming, Dumbo, and oh, by the way, he's set to reappear as Batman in the upcoming Flash film. I mean, I am a huge fan of Michael Keaton. He is one of the best movie stars of all time. And again, I'm so happy for this part in his career where he can just show up in a movie like this and show us how good of an actor he truly is because he is one of the greats and one of the most underrated and underappreciated actors of all time. There is a moment in this film between him and Eddie Redmayne's character that is a powerful moment. It's one of the best scenes in this film. We've talked about all the movie stars in this film. Now I have to talk about the writer and director of this movie. That's Aaron Sorkin and I am a massive Aaron Sorkin fan. He's the best screenwriter of his generation and maybe of all time. He's written masterpieces such as A Few Good Men, The Social Network, Moneyball, and Steve Jobs. He just writes movies that allows movie stars to shine like Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men, Jesse Eisenberg in The Social Network, and Michael Fassbender in Steve Jobs. I mean, those are all the best performances of all three of their careers, and they're some of the best actors of all time. He gets something different out of movie stars that other writers and directors just don't get. I mean, he wrote those films. He didn't direct them, but he gets something. His dialogue gets something out of movie stars that you've never seen from them before. In this movie, I have never seen Eddie Redmayne give that kind of performance before. He's also co-created and written some of the best TV shows of our time, The West Wing. I'm, I like the newsroom. I know a lot of people don't, but I also really enjoy Sports Night. I mean, that's one of those shows that should have lasted a lot longer than it did. I mean, I just don't understand people who are not fans of Aaron Sorkin. He creates movies that are compelling and entertaining unlike any other. He's written my two favorite films of this past decade. That's The Social Network and Moneyball. I mean, again, Moneyball is the best performance of Brad Pitt's career, and The Social Network is the best performance of Jesse Eisenberg's career. And think about how many movie stars have benefited from saying the dialogue of Aaron Sorkin. Jonah Hill delivers the best performance of his career in Moneyball. I mean, that's again, Aaron Sorkin does magic when he's put together with movie stars. Look at everyone that's come out of the social network. They've all become movie stars, yet their best performances are in that movie. Justin Timberlake has never looked the same way again that he did in the social network. That is a great performance by Justin Timberlake. He hasn't even been half as good in anything else. Give Aaron Sorkin, a movie star person with charisma, and he's going to get an all-time great performance from them. And he also wrote the most underrated film of this past decade, Steve Jobs, again, all-time great Michael Fassbender performance. Kate Winslet is incredible in that film. She should have not just been nominated for the Oscar, she should have won, and you get the best performance of Seth Rogen's career. And he gets another great performance out of Jeff Daniels. I mean, give Aaron Sorkin an all-time great actor, and he's going to get the best performance of their career. He's done it time and time again. 
This is the second film directed by Sorkin. His directorial feature debut was Molly Game. It was a really good movie. Jessica Chastain gave a powerhouse performance in that, but this is a major improvement and gets me excited for his career as a director moving forward. I get the criticism that his movies are better when they're directed by master filmmakers like Rob Reiner, David Fincher, Bennett Miller, and Danny Boyle, but I think Aaron Sorkin has become a really good director and and again, he has his own master dialogue to work with. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is no doubt in my mind one of the two or three best films of 2020 so far. And again, that was delivered by Aaron Sorkin. You have to give him credit where credit is due. He's become a really good director. He's not one of the best directors working today, but I think he can get there. And this film is a massive step in the right direction, and I'm interested to see what he directs and writes next and I will definitely watch it because even if he does direct a movie that's not quite great like Molly's Game it's still entertaining than most films and The Trial of the Chicago 7 is both great and entertaining. This film The Trial of the Chicago 7 looks at the past but deals with topics that are as relevant as ever protests, a corrupt government and racial inequality they're all in there and I don't think you can criticize this film for being as topical as ever because it doesn't feel like it's in there just to be in there. It's in there to tell this story and to show how a lot of things have changed, but not quite as many things that should have. And the thing I liked most about this film and thought that was the most compelling thing about it was the relationship between Abby Hoffman and Thomas Hayden. Those are the two characters played by Sasha Barra Cohen and Eddie Redmayne. I think that was the most interesting aspect of this film because I think it looks at this idea of what a protest is. You have two people on the same side of a protest that can't quite agree on what the message is. And I think in modern times, that's the most relevant thing about this film is that you can be on the same side of a topic with someone, but be in completely different opinions on where this thing is headed and where it should go. I mean, the Eddie Redmayne character and Sasha Barra Cohen character know who the bad guys are, but they can't quite agree on what the right outcome for where the world, the country should be going. I think it shows it's easy easy to agree on what's wrong, but it's not always the easiest to agree on what the right answer is. And the Sasha Barra Cohen character and the Eddie Redmayne character can't quite agree until the very end, basically. And even then, they haven't quite fully agreed on what the right direction is. Thomas Hayden thinks that Abby Hoffman is being a clown-like character, and the Abby Hoffman character thinks he has to get as many people to pay attention to the message as possible. They agree on what's wrong, but they can't quite agree on what the right message is for where the world should be headed. And I think that's the most relevant and compelling thing about this movie, and I think it's the thing that made this a great film, where those two performances and the relationship between those two characters, I think Eddie Redmayne and Sasha Barra Cohen should be nominated at the very least at the Oscars this upcoming year for these performances, and they should probably win in my estimation. Again, I don't think Eddie Redmayne will. I think Sasha Barra Cohen will, but I think both should be nominated, and both, in my opinion, should win. It would make me happy if both of these performances won, because that's how good I think they are. I haven't seen a lot of great performances in 2020, but those two are at the top of my list. Again, I just 
love that idea, though, that why protesting is difficult is because you can have two people like Abby Hoffman and Thomas Hayden on the same side with vastly different viewpoints on what they are fighting for and what the outcome should be. That's what I took from this film. I know there's a million different things you can take from this film. I know a lot of people really like this film but have issues with it. I can see where those issues are. I really liked it. I think it's one of the best films of the year and it had one of the best endings I've ever seen. I was really moved by that ending. I think Eddie Redmayne really brought it in that moment. That was a powerful moment between Eddie Redmayne and the rest of the characters in that courtroom. There's a million reasons to see this film but I think the top two reasons to see it are the performances of Eddie Redmayne and Sasha Baron Cohen along with great performances from Mark Rylands, Yaya Abdul-Mateen and many many others. I definitely recommend you check out the trial of the Chicago 7. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and this week I put the spotlight on the movies The Outpost and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the movies Rebecca starring Lily James and Army Hammer and the latest film from Sofia Coppola On the Rock starring Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.